This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. What's up? What's up, everybody? Ricky Whitmer here, along with the Mark Weber. Dub the knees. And Mark, I gotta say it before I give everything a uh, happy podcast anniversary. That's right. We're here, and we are what four? We are four years family. old now. Family. This oh, podcast oh. is in I its fourth year. I was actually officially look it up. Yeah, yeah, we're pretty old. Um, because it was the it was the 49ers versus the Ravens. What day are we really going off of, though? Because it's just the, the it's just the day after the Super Bowl, basically, right? But I'm saying like there was okay, there was the time where the Skype podcast that's what I'm that doesn't thinking. exist. It doesn't exist. It <laughs> well, was this really exist. bad. It wasn't necessarily that it was a bad podcast. It was just bad quality. We tried to do the podcast over Skype. Oh, it was the worst. And that was four years ago. Yeah, that date that we released it was January 29th, 2013. So that was like the that was like podcast zero. For this iteration the of, of the onside kick, because the onside just, kick existed before me. Just for fun, you want to know what we talked about in that podcast? Uh, Pro just Bowl for fun, probably came up. We did. We talked about the New Orleans Pelicans because that's when oh, they switched over yeah. to the Pels. We used we, to talk about basketball. Sometimes. We talked about maybe the Kings moving to Seattle. We talked about Rajon Rondo and his injury. We talked about who's the best team in the Western Conference. An NBA midseason wrap up. The Pro Bowl for the NFL, and then NFL MVP predictions. That was a jam-packed show. And we actually recorded it on January 27th, 2012. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 2013. We, I don't know why it says 2012. 2013. We, uh, that podcast zero of this iteration, like I said, of this era. Mm-hmm. Um, and, well, I guess it, well, I don't know. We're not going to bother. Uh, but then, really, it started with the Super Bowl. Um, and that was, if I remember right, that was the, the that was 49ers the Ravens for Super us. Bowl. The another reason why we always use the Super Bowl is when me, Brandon, and Dave. This was the pre-Mark Weber days mm-hmm. here at the Onside Kick, the Dark our, Ages, as some like to say. Our first podcast for the Onside Kick with me, Brandon, and Dave was after the giant, the second giant Patriots Super Bowl, mm-hmm. the I, week after they lost. Speaking of Super Bowls, I do want to say that right now my. Uh, laptop is just playing highlights from the Super Bowl, and it's kind of great. It was a pretty good Super Bowl. I mean, that's yeah. what. Well, let's start with that. We're we're gonna talk about a lot of stuff today. We're gonna look at the draft. We're gonna look at the Cardinals specifically when it comes to the draft. We're gonna look at Jimmy Garoppolo. Should he get traded? Where will he go? And then we have three di- three separate topics all pertaining to it's, the uh, Super Bowl. It's, it's Jimmy Garoppolo. Garoppolo. That Garoppolo kid. We're gonna look at Matt Ryan. We're gonna look at the greatest dynasties of all time. And then we're going to look at really the first question, and I'll ask it to you, Mark, and I'm yeah. asking it to you because you have a different opinion than I do. Mm-hmm. Was this the greatest Super Bowl of all time? No, it was not. Um, my Here's my thing, and, and when I woke up this morning, I saw tweets. You know, um, I, I still get emails from Bleacher Report, even though I never read them. Uh, <laughs> but I'll open them, and I'll read the headlines because I'm curious to see what they're saying, uh, which you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't just read headlines. But – they told me that this Especially was the greatest the fake news, right? Uh, they told me that this was a or that this was the greatest Super Bowl. There, the radio station on my way to day job told mm-hmm. me that it was the greatest uh, one, and they just said it was the greatest because it went to overtime. I thought that was really dumb. That was a dumb reason, but 
everyone was seeming seeming to say that this was the greatest one, and I just think that we're all on this high because it was such a great ending. And someone did say the point, and I give them credit, uh, that it's not about the game, it's about the end of a game. You know, and I actually kind of disagree with that when we're talking about the best Super Bowl of all Mm -hmm. time. I disagree with that. This was the greatest comeback. There is no doubt about that. This is probably the greatest fourth quarter in a Super Bowl. I'll even give you the greatest second half of a Super Bowl. But really what this was was one quarter of pure dominance by one team and then the other quarter of pure dominance by the other team. And it just happened to lead into the greatest comeback. And I think that people are getting a little bit, uh, you know, misty-eyed or or rose-colored here of just saying that it's historic because of the records that the Patriots set, Mm -hmm. Tom Brady set, Bill Belichick, um, and the, 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 what do you call it, the overtime. But really, I mean, comeback, yes, I have seen some better Super Bowls in my days. Well, and I mean, I'm looking, I'm kind of scrolling through them right now, and even the first two Patriots Super Bowls against the Panthers and the Rams, those were last-second field goals. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the one against the Eagles was a three-point victory. Yeah. It was last second. And I know what everyone's saying, but Ricky, they won in overtime on a go-ahead touchdown, and... To me, I think mm-hmm. this is I'm not, and I'm not trying to dispute that that is great. I'm just saying that you got to look at the whole game. You can't just well, look at the last quarter. And it really, it really, to me, de- depends on what you think greatness is. Is it a entire game where it's neck and neck and it's going back and forth, or is it just a hey, you know what? This team was down. We thought they were down and out, and. They came back and won it. And the one thing that I kind of think of is, and I thought about this last night, was think about, I'm going to say, either the Cavs or the Cubs this year. Because really, this calendar year of sports, I'm going to go ahead and say this. This has been the best. I'll go ahead and say this on record. This has been the best calendar year. If we started with last year's March Madness championship, best calendar year of sports championships. Villanova over North Carolina, the buzzer beaters back-to-back. Game-winning shot on one end, buzzer beater on the other. Then you get the Cavs coming back from 3-1. Then you get the Cubs winning their first World Series in 108 years the way they did it coming back 3-1. Then you got Clemson and them beating a juggernaut in Alabama. And then you get the Super Bowl, the best. I'm going to say the best comeback in Super Bowl history for sure. And the thing that I thought of was compared to a series. If this game was an entire series, basically wouldn't a wouldn't the twenty six to three lead be very similar to a three one lead in a series? Well, it was a twenty. Well, at the uh, at the at half. halftime, it was twenty one to three. Then twenty one to three, even when it was twenty six to three, mm-hmm. twenty eight to three. Wouldn't that be close to a three mm-hmm. one lead? Like. I know it's different because one's well, a game and one's a series, but no, still, yeah, I to get be what you're able saying. to I mean, come if you back. divide 21 by 7, you get 3, and then mm-hmm. divide 3 by 3, you get 1. So it's yeah. a 3-1 to one lead mm-hmm. that they blew. They blew a 3-1 <laughs> to one lead. Someone's already saying it in the comment section. I'm just confirming. Someone, someone actually sent that to us it. after the game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, yeah, I, I think that this follows that pattern really well. And I loved this Super Bowl. I had a lot of fun watching it. I had fun poking oh, Sean a little I, bit through I, text. I had the best time being in the same. Like, you guys, 
If you didn't see the MVP Snapchats, go check out the reaction video. It's not safe for work. I'll tell you that right away. But yeah, no, this was mm-hmm. it was a fun Super Bowl to just watch his. But at the same time, a lot of people did tune out. Well, and that's and, the I, thing, and I think like, that's that's why I can't say greatest Super Bowl of all time because people turned it off. You know, I it, and I was talking to Sean about this in the car. Mm-hmm. After it was over, I was about to put it in my top five. But, I mean, after thinking, and for me, how it goes is I start my Super Bowl. When I say greatest Super Bowl of all time, I start with um, Super Bowl XXX2 in 1998, the Denver Green Bay Super Bowl. Because that's the first Super Bowl I ever watched. Nostalgia. The first one I ever went to, like an actual Super Bowl party, was the Rams-Titans. And for me, you look at those games. You look at the 98 Super Bowl. 31-24 game, and that was a game that was close throughout. No one had a ridiculous lead in that one. The next year, it was 34-19, but up going into the fourth quarter, it was only 17-6 to in favor of John Elway mm-hmm. and the Broncos. And then, to me, and this is complete nostalgia, my favorite Super Bowl is the one that happened in 2000, the one where Dyson's so close to reaching, he's like this, yeah. and he's one inch short when the Rams beat the Titans. To me, that is the best Super Bowl because that was one where it was after quarter one, three nothing Rams. Then it was nine nothing going into half. Going into the fourth, it was if my math serves me correct, it was sixteen to six, and then it ended up being twenty three sixteen. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that, you know, there's any type of criteria that you check things off to figure out which one's the best mm-hmm. one. It's also subjective. Everyone picks whatever they want. Uh, personally, this isn't even the best um, Patriots Super Bowl win, I think. I think, let's go back to 2015 against the Seahawks. That's my personal favorite Patriots win, and that might be my personal favorite Super Bowl just because that was a game where you really did have much like this one the two best teams in the NFL Mm -hmm. going at each other it was neck and neck these teams were so evenly matched and then after being tied at you know at halftime the Seahawks come in and they put up 10 and it's like okay they won we know they win but Tom Brady just like he did last night you know we're recording this on Monday uh came back and shut it down. And even though this was the greatest comeback and the greatest fourth quarter of all time from yesterday's Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl Lee, but I would rather, if I was going to rank them, mm-hmm. Malcolm Butler's interception on the goal cool. line is better than just the touchdown pass in overtime. And the one thing, and I want to say this because I know people in the comment section are saying this already, but... We're not saying, oh, it's not the best because we're not ragging on the Patriots. No, no. It's I just, I mean, I just me, said my favorite Super Bowl is a Patriots Super I know. Super Bowl. It's, and I kind of feel like in the back of my head we're going to get that comment that's it's like, you guys just don't like the Patriots. You don't like Tom Brady. No, but it's one of goat. those things where I look at my time. Like from 1998 until now, we've had close Super Bowls, 31-24 and 98, 34-19 and 99, 23-16, then the 2002 Super Bowl with the Patriots, it was 2017. Then the Carolina and the Philadelphia Super Bowls for them. Also, we've got 23-29, three points. 24-21, three points. 
We've got after that we had two kind of to me. Um, eh, it was like eh, the stinkers with the Pittsburgh, Seattle, and then Indy, Chicago. The Super Bowl never happened to uh, Mark over there. But then right away, three-point victory and the David Tyree catch. Mm-hmm. Then we've got the 27-23 one with the Cardinals. And, I mean, even the Baltimore 49er one was good. The second Giant Patriot Although one was Although Baltimore good. 49er probably falls in the same care, uh, category as Super Bowl Lee. Exciting second half. It was one of those ones where we thought it was one of those where – Yes, Torrey Smith, like the power went out, then Torrey Smith started it right away. Boom, mm-hmm. with that, and it's like, it's over. It's a Ravens Super Bowl win, and then they come back. We also had a close one, like you said, between the Patriots and the Seahawks with a few kind of cl- stinkers, little clunkers in there. With uh, I, I, no, I, no one's saying that Tampa Bay-Oakland is their favorite Super Bowl, mm-hmm. unless you're a Buccaneer fan. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be close to be the best. I just think that... You're going to say Seattle and uh, Denver's your favorite Super Bowl? Right. The one that was in New York? I mean, if you with, love Seattle. The one with Peyton, the or ball if you going hate right Peyton. over his head? You know what? I will say, though, that it did feel good watching Peyton get destroyed. Because the tweet that you said was Super Bowl Lee was the greatest comeback of all time, but not the greatest Super Bowl ever. Or, But the greatest Super Bowl ever? Let's calm down. Exactly. And... I think there's no reason why people can't enjoy this. Um, Ali, if someone wants to say it's their, it's one of their favorites, if they want to Go say ahead. it's in the top five, I have zero issue with that. Uh, I just think that we all got to come off the high a little bit from last mm-hmm. night and really look at the facts of what the Super Bowl was, which was one quarter of dominance by the Falcons, then the greatest comeback of all time. And the quarter of dominance by the Falcons wasn't that exciting. For anybody who's not a Falcons fan or who doesn't hate the Patriots. Um, So, I don't know. It's just, we, you know, we like to use hyperbole Mm -hmm. so much in the social media world and on the internet. And sometimes I think we all just need to relax a little bit. But, Mark, I want to kind of move this into a question I was thinking about today after I saw Colin Cowherd ask this question. It's been all over my Facebook with my Facebook friends. I'm just going to throw it out to you. Because of the Patriots in this win, five Super Bowls since, what was that, 2000? So 17 years, five Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Is this right here the greatest? I'm going to change it a little bit and go more co- towards Cowherd side. Is this the greatest pro dynasty, pro sports dynasty of all time? Um, yeah, I think that's a good question because I think college sports are a completely different well, animal and we don't like, need to deal like he, with it. He said, and I agree with him, college sports are built for dynasties. With how mm-hmm. recruiting works, you're supposed to build dynasties. Of course. Sports, it's, pro sports is everything's built against you to build a dynasty. Yeah, and I don't think – and I think the other caveat that we need to make is some some football or soccer fans going to say, but what about Manchester United? Mm-hmm. We're not talking about – we're not talking about that. Yeah. We're going to that's our asterisk right now. Man- <laughs> Manchester United doesn't exist. I understand they've won like 15 in the last 20 years or something like that. Um we don't watch soccer. So Sorry. Uh I watch the World Cup. I like the World Cup. I do. I like the World Cup, but I won't watch Premier League or anything. Yeah. Um so sorry guys. And then the other caveat is that we need to make the other asterisk of we're kind of talking about modern teams. We're not going to go back to like yeah. the the 1930s well, New York Yankees. The big the big one I kind of want to throw the asterisk to because or the 1950s New York I, Yankees. I wish I would have been around for it was 
the like Danny Ainge, Bill Russell Celtics. I never watched them, so obviously my frame of reference won't be able to put them mm-hmm. as the greatest pro dynasty of all time. Yeah, is it the? I mean, I definitely think it's without a doubt best football NFL dynasty. So you, you best football. See, so yeah, yeah. you said that best football. Yeah, they are without a doubt with that. Um, and when it comes to other sports, I mean, obviously. The Michael Jordan era Bulls are way up there. It's got to be. To me, that is the greatest. And that's a little bit of homerism. But Mm -hmm. to me, that's the greatest. And the big thing that's different, too, is the NFL is so different than the NBA. In the NBA, you kind of need, you kind of need like, okay, we've we've got two really good players. Cool, let's run the table. The NFL, you need a quarterback and then some pieces behind him, around him. Now I think that when you when you're talking about these dynasties, and I already said we're not talking about the New York Yankees in the 30s mm-hmm. or in the 50s, but what we are going to talk about the New York Yankees in the 90s, mm-hmm. moving into the 2000. Uh, to me, that's the Joe Torre's New York Yankees is the best modern dynasty. That is the evil empire right there that people jokingly or reference when talking about the Patriots. When your dynasty is being referenced to an even better dynasty that that's the answer to your question they won three in a row from in case you're like how many did they win from well not in a row three and four years 96 98 99 and then 2000 then 2000 and 2009 if you want to go that far if you want to go joe girardi well within it's almost within the same amount of years as Mm -hmm. the patriots have had yeah from if we go 96 to 2009, that's 13 years. Mm-hmm. That's what, five, the same amount as the Patriots in last year's. But the big thing, and I want to throw this out, and this is devil's advocate to baseball, mm-hmm. baseball doesn't have a salary cap. So the reason why the Yankees were winning this many World Series is let's mm-hmm. just throw all the money at it. Sure. But at the same time, you can play games in football. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady's got a small salary. True. You can play games. That's what you. That's football. what you need, though. You need mm-hmm. a guy. You need a, a like. To me, the Patriots have. It's one of those weird, unique systems where they got a quarterback who's not only the greatest of all time, but he understands here. Let me. I've earned my money. Let mm-hmm. me take a little less, and, so that we can bring pieces in, so I can win. And also, Giselle makes more money than he would ever make. Yeah, his so wife makes a lot more money, so, so he, he doesn't, doesn't need have it. to worry about that. Yeah, he doesn't need it in any way, shape, or form. And there's the other part of. Bill Bel- whether you want to credit this to Bill Belichick's ability to mm-hmm. get more out of players or see things that other players didn't see, mm-hmm. or you want to just say Tom Brady makes people better, they also get a bunch of people who are the cast-offs of other teams, you know, scrubs somewhere else, well, where the difference from the Yankees in the 90s was that the Yankees were the place where everybody wanted to go play. And I think that the Patriots, not now, but they had already become that, where it was... When a young kid is thinking about where they want to play football, they're not thinking about Dallas anymore. They're thinking about the well, Patriots. With the Patriots, oh, I can't freaking remember what he said before him, but um, they showed an interview was with Jimmy Johnson mm-hmm. and Belichick before the game, and he said there were three things he looks for in players, and the one that I can remember is um, just it kind of has to go with the does he love, like are you going to work hard, you love the game, and something else. And it was like those three things. I'm like, yeah, that's the Patriot way. Mm-hmm. And they've built that. I've say, I say it so many times on you podcasts. Do. They've built a culture. Bill Belichick has built a culture with, and it's it helps when you have a guy like Tom Brady 
who's A, that good, and B, is that guy to kind of reinforce that culture. Look at Gronk. Gronk's a guy where he should be, like, he should be the guy that fights that culture. But does he? No. He never fights it. Mm -hmm. He's actually, it's like the culture can reel him in from party mode. Yeah. I just think that uh, such an interesting thing here is that these are the teams that are pretty much at the top of of their mm-hmm. res, uh, respective, and even throwing the Bulls in there during that time period mm-hmm. uh, at the top of their leagues. You know, back in in the nineties, no one was denying that the Bulls were who you think of when you think of the NBA. Well, it was funny, and I don't think I've. I think I mentioned this mm-hmm. off um, off microphone to Dave and them yesterday was. Um, I can't say his last name right, but Gary V, the guy who's all over Facebook, like motivational speaker stuff, mm-hmm. he was on the Joe Rogan podcast. And the interesting thing was um, Michael Jordan got brought up and he goes, oh, I hate him. I hate Michael Jordan. And at first I'm like, oh, OK, probably hates him as a businessman, had a mm-hmm. bad thing. No, he hates him because he grew up a Knicks fan. And Michael Jordan always stood in the way of the New York Knicks. And yeah. I'm like, okay, I can respect that. It's like if you're a Jets fan right now. You hate, you hate Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. If you're a Dolphin fan, you hate Tom yeah. Brady. And I just think that these are – I mean, this is a little bit of a step outside of dynasty. That's why we hate Aaron Rodgers, right? That's right. That is why we hate Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. Uh, but you can't hate Brett Favre. You just can't do it. I do. I hate Brett Favre. Uh, <laughs> just can't do it. I have no problem doing it. But uh, but I think that's the thing that I look at outside of just dynasty is mm-hmm. that the New England Patriots have such a great – era of dominance the only you know um decade that the new york yankees haven't won a super bowl in was the 80s mm-hmm. they've won a super bowl a super bowl a world series in every decade it's 27 world series championships for this team they have just i mean like i said this is going a little bit outside of dynasty but they are just pure success uh and Pure win. They win. That's what they do. It's like they've been to the conference title game six years in a row. Mm -hmm. They've, what, only not made the playoffs once, and that's when Tom Brady was injured that year. That was the Matt Castle year, and they even went 10-6 and that year. To me, if I had to give a hard answer because I haven't, I'm going to go with the Bulls. And I know everyone out there, especially if you watch the fast break, you're like, well, duh, Ricky's going to go with the Bulls because of his homerism. But they didn't lose. I just look at that eight. And the Patriots lost. That's something you brought up when we were off mic. Mm-hmm. The Patriots have lost. and In I this mean, stretch. You look at that, and I know that it was the same team in the Giants, but Michael Jordan and those Bulls teams never lost. And B, the thing I think of, and this is kind of my fandom coming into it, is, and you guys can't deny it because you guys know it's true. I know the dream and that those Rockets team were good. Well, let's be honest. If Michael Jordan never went to play baseball, it would have been eight straight championships for Michael Jordan. Houston Rockets would have just been the Utah Jazz, or we would be saying the mm-hmm. Utah Jazz are the Houston Rockets 2.0. They probably would have just said, you know what? Basketball's done. Everybody pack it up. We're done. We're done. Jordan ruined it. Mm-hmm. He ruined the fun. We're going to take our ball and Could go you home. imagine if the Bulls, like, I just— that would have been awesome if they could have mm-hmm. won eight straight championships. Yeah. It eats me. Like, it, it keeps me up some nights. I do wish that 
talking of homerism here in Chicago, I do wish that our Blackhawks could uh, that, hey, could have done it, but I don't think they're on that level. Well, here's something that I want to I want to twist it a little bit mm-hmm. because, like I said, I was listening to Cowherd. He said, "What's the greatest pro sports dynasty?" On my ride home from lunch, my like two minute ride home that I mm-hmm. have from work, um, I was listening to a little bit of Cap and Company here in Chicago, and Kaplan actually did a different spin on it. He talked Brady Belichick. What's the greatest sports duo in sports history? And the guys he brought up, you could throw in Belichick and Brady, Jordan mm. and Phil Jackson, yep. Russell, Danny Ainge. You've got someone throughout Taves, Kane, and Quinville. Mm-hmm. That's where you can throw in you the Blackhawks. You could put Hawks. Jackson also, of course, with uh, with Kobe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do want to give because sh- he did win five with Kobe. Let's let's not since I did mention hockey, we do need to of course give a shout out to the Canadians. Um, they're probably the ones we should have mentioned. Uh, but anyways, I just think of I think it's the Bill Burr uh-huh. um, stand up where he's just like, yeah, the Canadians. They don't or it's one of the comedians. I don't think it's Bill Burr. I think it's someone that's actually from Canada. He goes, yeah. The Canadians, yeah, they won all those Stanley Cups, but most of them was when there were six teams, and most of them were from the U.S. And Toronto, Toronto sucked. Toronto, so of course you're gonna win. You're the Mm. Canadian team. You're the good Canadian team. You're supposed to win. Uh, Uh, That's what I think of when you brought up the Canadians. Yeah, and I, I think that to answer the question about the best duo, if I'm going with best duo, it's Tom Brady and Belichick. Yeah, it is. I'm, I'm as much as I love Michael Jordan. And Phil Jackson because of Chicago, um, it's I, I can't ignore the the Belichick Brady perfect storm because that really mm-hmm. was a perfect storm. The thing about Phil Jackson is Phil Jackson did it with Jordan and he did it with Kobe. That for me, weirdly enough, takes away a little bit from of it. Jordan from Jordan because it was well Phil was able to do it with someone else. Belichick was not that great until Brady came in, and it was that perfect storm, that perfect marriage there and that's that has the been big, so successful. And that's the big question everyone wants to know. Can Belichick do it without Brady? Could the I, same I don't thing think so. happen with Belichick without Brady? I think he could. I think he could win a Super Bowl, I but think, I don't think he can ma- keep this dynasty going. I don't, I'm talking about just a Super Bowl. I think he could with the right quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think he could with a Jimmy G. I do. I I know the world wants to buy in on he Jimmy G, one. but let's let's wait. He could get one with Jimmy the G. The man's not played saying, two games. I'm not saying that he'd win, like, five Super Bowls. I'm not mm-hmm. saying the next Tom Brady. But, I mean, with duo, it's hard to – to me, I would love to do Phil and Michael. But that Bulls team also had um, complementary pieces. This Patriots oh, sure. team – well, I mean, I was going to say, with this Patriots team, you pull away Tom Brady, what are they? Let's be honest. You pull away Michael Jordan from those Bulls teams. Mm-hmm. Ah! Actually, hmm, interesting. That's another point. The Bulls without Michael Jordan still made the playoffs. The Patriots without Tom Brady didn't. Yeah. So I love my Bulls, but I got I to gotta throw that in there. I got to give respect where respect is due. But mm-hmm. kind of just to, before we move on to the one topic that you wanted to hit with the Super Bowl, um, what's your uh, pro dynasty, your best all-time pro dynasty, just to New put York it Yankees. right out there? New York Yankees from the 90s, right? From the 90s. I mean, because I don't want to go back. If I go back yeah. into the 30s or the 50s, I mean, that's just not fair. Hey, I'm going to say the Bulls from the 90s. I mean, it's a little homerism, but hey, that's what you're going to get from me. And now to kind of finish up this Super Bowl discussion, I want to jump into uh, a topic that you brought up. At first, we just had the first two for the Super Bowl. Mark wanted to talk about this one. We'll make it kind of quick. 
of basically does this Super Bowl loss for Matt Ryan not make him elite? And before we get into it, mm-hmm. Mark, I want you to read a text exchange. Yeah. That you had with our own Mike Rankin from behind the pen. So we're watching the Super Bowl and, and people are reacting to things in our group chat. Uh, some of us are in various places. And um, I said, this is the last drive. This is the Falcons drive when they had like less than a minute. I said, Matt Ryan either proves he's elite or a fake right here. And I'm obviously, that I'm obviously being a dick. I want to point that out there because some of you guys don't know me very well. I'm being a dick on purpose. You're a sarcastic asshole. Yeah. And Mike Rankin says, can't even make that accusation. My response? Boom. I just did. Mike dropped. Right? Uh, and he, Mike says, well, you're wrong. And I said, obviously, I'm pulling a Skip Bayless. But I'm just saying, an elite quarterback makes his team win or at least puts his team in position to win. See Tom Brady. Mike responds, see Matt Ryan this entire game before the last two offensive possessions. He doesn't have a bad point. Not his fault. His coaches can't game manage. And that's not a bad point. But what I respond is, Matt Ryan always is fighting that he's good, but he's not one of the best discussion. This game isn't helping. And that's where this discussion is kind of going. So Mike asks, what more does Matt Ryan have to do to be considered one of the best at his position in the game? My response, and this is kind of where I'm going right now, so Mm -hmm. this is the segue here, is that people will use the result of this game against Matt Ryan. And my answer to his what does Matt Ryan have to do, to be a dick again, I said win this game. Uh, But I'm not saying it's fair. I'm just saying that the NFL fan is obsessed with results. That's why Tom Brady is the GOAT, even though that there are more talented quarterbacks such as Matt, uh, such as Aaron Rodgers, possibly Matt Ryan. Do you know how many times Tom Brady threw the ball last night? A shit ton. 62 times. You know, I know how many completions he had? Probably also a shit ton. 43. Hmm. Completed set our, what's his completion percentage? They don't even have it up there. Um, Edelman threw a pass as well. Wasn't complete. But, I mean, the thing with Matt Ryan on this one was, I think that this loss goes on Dan Quinn because it's exactly... I I told this to Sean last night. The game last night was exactly what I said in our podcast preview. If the Falcons can get to Tom Brady, they'll win the game. What happened in the first half? They got to Tom Brady early and often. Sacks, hurries, QB hits, they got to him Mm -hmm. all the time. Then I said, oh, if the Patriots could protect Tom Brady, they will win. What happened in the second half? Protected Tom Brady. For sure. It's exactly what happened. And I know that there were a few kind of lady luck was on the Patriots side in the second half. That element catch was pure luck and skill. The reaction time to clamp down on that ball, but a little bit of luck that it didn't hit the ground Mm -hmm. before then. And with Matt Ryan, he did everything he could to win this game. Even had luck on his side, especially with that Julio Jones catch. I know Mm -hmm. Julio Jones is good. But like I said with Edelman, Lady Luck was a little bit on the side that that ball was even catchable for, sure. for Julio Jones. And when Matt Ryan, like I said, this goes against his coach. Belichick made Belichick mm-hmm. and his coaching staff made the changes they needed to at halftime. Dan Quinn and Kyle Shanahan did not. Yeah, and I'm glad you throw Kyle Shanahan in there because Kyle Shanahan is the play caller in, mm-hmm. in Atlanta. And he already admitted that he blew it. He said he blew it, and then he ran off and signed his deal with the 49ers. Um, but uh, 
the the things I want to say is really when it comes down to it, um, and I'll get to Matt Ryan in a second. What I attribute this loss to for the Falcons is uh, Kyle Shanahan was a little stubborn and didn't want to make changes. Mm-hmm. Um, I never understand why this happens with Atlanta that they'll pull Devonta Freeman out and not let him play in second halves. I, I don't watch the Falcons that often, but I feel like every time I watch the Falcons, he that happens. A, he only had 11 rushes. And I think they said after the lead, after they had that 28-3 to lead, they only ran the ball like five times. Wouldn't um, you think you'd want to run the ball more? You would think you'd want to waste the clock. But at the same time, to be fair, that's not what their strong point is. Their strong point is passing. That's the thing. I'm going to give them credit for that. When I said the Patriot thing, it wasn't if they could protect them. It was time of possession. Mm-hmm. That's Which what is what they on. had, and that's where I was going with next. The Patriots nearly doubled the time of possession as the Falcons. Um, well, it's like a, it's like a, it's mm-hmm. both of us said. If they can, if the Falcons get to Tom Brady, they win. Yeah. If the Patriots keep Matt Ryan off the field, but they win. The thing that I'm saying is, people want to keep giving credit to Tom Brady for this uh, amazing comeback, and I think he deserves it. Same with Bill Belichick. Well, he has the but skill, but at it's the, the same play time, as well, that's 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 not where I'm going. Is the same time, it's really easy to run and throw all over a defense when they've been on the field as long as the Falcons defense did, which was 40 minutes and 31 mm-hmm. seconds. Um, the game is 60 minutes long, people. And uh, now let's, let's ignore overtime. The game is 60 minutes long. Two-thirds of that game featured the Falcons defense. That's a recipe for disaster. No wonder they were able to score, what was it, 35 points? Uh, no wonder they were able to do that. 35 unanswered points. Um, so that's, that's right there. But the thing I want to say about Matt Ryan is I'm not saying it's fair, and I'm not saying I agree with it. I mm-hmm. think Matt Ryan's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. But what I'm saying is Matt Ryan is going to get Dan Marino treatment of, yeah, he was great, but he never got well, it done. Let's be honest. We can't say he's going to get Dan Marino treatment because he's not we done don't yet. know what he's going to do. And here's the question. And they easily could come back. It's a he, great team. Well, here's the question I wanted to ask you. Mm-hmm. Was I've seen articles today where they have said, you know what, the Falcons are primed, loaded. I even heard today from Brandon Swanson trying to be the Jay Glazer of MVP and drop some hot takes of uh, um, Chip Kelly is being looked at to replace Kyle Shanahan. Be a fucking terrible idea. Atlanta, absolutely terrible. I don't know, and the reason why I say I don't think that is because. He gets a high flying offense to work with. He's Mm -hmm. a high flying guy. Just has to worry about the offense. Doesn't doesn't fit. The Matt Ryan does not fit a Chip Kelly offense, but that offense likes to move quick, and maybe that would bring with uh, mm. Chip Kelly. That's not my point, though. The point is they got the pieces; they can come back. Mm-hmm. But then I've seen other articles that have been like, "Will the Atlanta Falcons totally collapse ne- next year?" Because let's they are let, in the NFC see. South. We did see the same thing with Carolina mm-hmm. this past year, where they just fell off the face of the earth. And even the uh, the flip side of it, too, is even if they do come back, there's no guarantees. Seattle went two in a row, and they lost the second one. So there's no guarantees that you get back and mm-hmm. you even get to win. Uh, the thing for me is just, and I, I do think one thing I said in that text, as much as I was just being a dick to Mike for the fun of it, uh, is the one thing I do truly believe is that the NFL fan cares so much about the success. And... As much as play calling sucks and things like that for the Falcons, it really was was pretty bad. Um, and the penalties didn't help. But you expect your elite quarterback to put you in the position to win. And I don't think that Matt Ryan didn't do that necessarily. So you're saying he's Joe Flacco. 
Kind of. Is that he's he's got all the talent, he's got everything you expect, but he's just he's tier two. He's tier two, and he's just stuck there. He is mm-hmm. stuck in the purgatory of tier two, whether he should be or not, because he's got all the talent. It's like the other day we had the discussion when uh, when Sean Anderson joined us on the podcast, and we said the greatest of all time. Sean Anderson says Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time, but Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback. And I asked Sean, doesn't that mean Aaron Rodgers is the greatest quarterback of all time if he's better than the guy you're saying is great? Mm-hmm. Matt Ryan is better than almost every quarterback in the NFL. But he doesn't have the accomplishment of winning a Super Bowl. And every time the discussion comes up, the people on the side of Matt Ryan not being elite are going to use that in their in their arsenal. And whether, like I said, fair or not, I'm not judging that point. Um, I'm just saying that people will quote and cite this Super Bowl mm-hmm. as fucking great of a game as Matt Ryan had because he had a near-perfect game. Uh People will cite this and say, yeah, but he had one last drive at the end, well, and he couldn't get it done. And the big thing is, how long is this going to hang with this team? Because the one thing I want to point out, and it just it's just the last two years, mm-hmm. but last year we had the Panthers lose in the Super Bowl. This year, absolutely horrible. Yep. The year before, how the C- – and the thing is, it's how these teams the last two lost – the Panthers got demolished by that Bronco defense. And then what happened afterwards with Cam, let, to me, led to what this season got well, set up for. And Josh Norman left. And Josh Norman left. I mean, that's a huge thing. But then look at Seattle. Or they was lose, kicked off. They lose to the Patriots. The whole thing is, oh, should have ran, should have ran. The whole drama behind that. That next year in the playoffs— yeah, they made the playoffs, but they were the sixth seed. And let's be honest, they got lucky because Blair Walsh should have hit that field. <sighs> it's okay, Ricky. It's okay. He should have hit that field okay. goal. Should He should have hit that field goal. He did. And they got lucky. They got lucky. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. They got lucky and should have lost that game. <sighs> going to have to take an extra blood pressure pill tonight. But my, yeah. my, my point is that, is how mm-hmm. long is this going to stay with them, especially when you're the team that not only lost the first overtime game, yeah. you gave up the biggest comeback in Super Bowl history. The thing I want to say right here um, to to make everybody happy, because I know Atlanta fans are mad at me, uh, the best quarterbacks Very. in the NFL, uh, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's the third best quarterback in the NFL. Uh, maybe you could argue Drew Brees is better, but I'm going to put Matt Ryan above Drew Brees. Well, overall as a career or like coming into next season? Coming into next season. Yeah, Matt Ryan. Like Drew Brees to me is one of those. He's got a he's better good, career. But he's getting kind of old. I'll take yeah. Matt Ryan. And the thing, but he's he. Uh, I think he threw for more yards than Matt Ryan because he threw for five thousand again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing for for that is, people are going to, and you can have this discussion with your friends at home, guys, or in the comment section. People are going to put Drew Brees often above Matt Ryan because he's got a Super Bowl ring. All it takes is one. You know, Joe Flacco was called an elite quarterback because he won a Super Bowl. And Russell Wilson is the same kind of guy. He won a Super Bowl, and people call him elite. And mm-hmm. Russell Wilson's not bad. I'm not saying he's bad. I'm still saying Russell Wilson's a great quarterback. But is he really elite? He just won a Super Bowl, and then therefore we put him in that elite category. I would argue Russell Wilson's not elite. And honestly, looking at it, I mean, Matt Ryan to me is the third. But mm-hmm. after the top three, really it's a dogfight for top quarterbacks because I could see – Eli being in the discussion for top five. I can't. 
I could see Drew Brees being in the discussion for top yep. five. Philip Rivers. Alex Smith, but it's more nope. of his system. I say after this year, Derek Carr, I'd be fine putting him in the top five. Wouldn't disagree. Russell Wilson. I would not I'd be put fine him in the top putting five. Him in the top five. It's one just of those, outside. And if Cam Newton goes back to two years ago, he's a top five quarterback. Mm-hmm. If we get Cam Newton from this last year, he's not a top five quarterback. I can't believe you're just not giving any love to Philip Rivers. Phil, uh, Philip Rivers would be like six. He'd be six. He'd be just out of that top five for me. What about Andrew Luck? He's your guy. You love Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck needs an offensive line. Andrew Luck needs a lot of help out there. But is there any last things before we move on into Jimmy G in the NFL draft? No, my big thing here is just that I think people that for Matt Ryan's legacy, he really has to go out there and win Mm -hmm. one. Because I used to jokingly say that he was called Matty Ice because he chokes. Uh, this was when he didn't win uh, a playoff game for the longest yeah, time. He's got ice in the veins. And people say it's because he's got ice in the veins. But once again, I, I did see a lot of people calling the Atlanta Falcons chokers last night. Are they chokers or was it just bad, bad coaching? Or as my grand would say, bad, bad coaching. Then the coaching staff choked, right? Therefore, they're chokers. Well, I mean, it's not what I'm trying to say is. I'm an inter- I am the YouTube comment section right now. So you're not being the the best tweet. Uh-huh. That, I will say this: the best tweet from last night, and I tried pulling it up was uh, fake John Gruden account, basically making fun of Matty Ice becoming a Matt Icy Hot. Yeah, when he was really hot at the beginning of the game. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know down below what you think about any of the topics we talked about with the Super Bowl and everything on YouTube. And this is the first video you're looking at. Go check out our two. Let us know what you think about all of that. And Mark, now we're gonna move into our. Next topic, really our second one, but on YouTube, it's like, fuck, the fourth video for this podcast. And really what we're looking at right now is still related kind of the Super Bowl, but off topic is Jimmy Garoppolo. And if you guys have not already, if you're a Bears fan tuning into this, also check out Behind the Pen, either above me or above Mark. The card should have popped out and let you guys know about that video. He talked about the Bears being all in and just Jimmy Garoppolo to the Bears but we are focusing on where will Jimmy Garoppolo be traded, if he will be traded. And, Mark, I'll throw this out first. We're going to talk yeah. about many teams, but let's just talk about the Bears first. Let's All throw right. it out there. You're a Bears fan. I am. Are the Bears the team to go after Jimmy Garoppolo, and will he be in that midway orange mm-hmm. or that kind of navy blue? You guys don't wear the orange jerseys Yeah, I miss anymore. those orange jerseys. I loved them. They're great. Uh, I, I think that— I think that it makes sense for a lot of reasons because the Bears need a quarterback. Pace said that there is his number one priority to, to answer the quarterback mm-hmm. situation. Um, Barkley, we figured out, is not the answer. We figured that out really quickly. Hoyer, I think we all know, is just a stopgap, if anything. Um, and it makes sense because he went to Eastern Illinois. He's from, uh, what is it, Arlington Heights, I believe he's from. Uh, possibly Rolling Meadows. I don't remember. One of those suburbs. Um, but he's he's from the area. It just makes a lot You're of right, sense. You're right, Arlington Heights. Boom. Knew it. Uh, that's a Chicago suburb, if you don't that's know. That's very nearby where we are right now. Uh, <laughs> and it, it makes a lot of sense is basically what I'm saying. And the Bears are in a good spot to be able to make a trade. I mean, they've got the third overall pick. I'm not saying it should happen and it shouldn't, but they have the third overall pick. Are you a Jimmy G stalker, by the way? Not only did you hit his hometown, mm-hmm. you hit his high school. He went to Rolling Meadows. That's right. I knew it. <laughs> Uh, Jimmy G stalker over here. I know my Jimmy G facts. Um, Your Garoppolo facts. My Garoppolo. And it makes sense. Now, I, as a Chicago Bear fan, if we trade the number one pick, I am livid. 
until he goes and wins me a Super Bowl. I am livid. But then he'll win you a Super Bowl and you'll be fine. And then I'll forgive him. Um, but All is forgiven. Right? Uh, to me, if the Bears were to just straight up, it's not going to happen. If they're going to just straight up give a second, I'm thrilled. All right, I'll take that. The second overall pick. Because what else are we going to get? Pat Mahomes? I like him. But he's not going to be better than Jimmy Garoppolo is right now. It's not a better option. You know what I think the Bears could do? And this would a lot of this would alleviate all of the do not trade the number three for gotta get that Jimmy defense Garoppolo. Fixed. Here's what I would do. I would and this is me, if you know you're gonna go after and you're all in for Jimmy Garoppolo, and you know the Browns, probably another team we're gonna talk about in a little bit, is also looking at Jimmy Garoppolo. I would look at it and go, Okay, are the Browns really gonna give up the number one pick? For Jimmy Garoppolo? No way in Probably hell. not. What I'm looking at, though, is that number 12 pick. I go, okay, if the Browns are looking to give up the number 12 in a Which package. Which I even think is too high. In a package for Jimmy Garoppolo, let me finish. What the Bears could do, they could try to, depending on what mm-hmm. quarterbacks go 1-2. Let's say the in an ideal situation, what if no quarterbacks go? Then you can make a trade with a team, trade back. Then even trade back again and accumulate some picks until you get that first rounder where you go, okay, New England, here's the first we agreed upon. Basically making a deal where we will give you a lower pick in this range. This is what we're shooting for. Let us trade back first. Let us trade back to get that. I don't like it because you're then you lose your first round pick still. But what you're doing is not only are you accumulating picks mm. – basically doing what the Patriots have done and why mm-hmm. they've been so successful, you're getting Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, I think that everyone is just downplaying Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, is he Tom Brady? It's, I don't think people are downgrading. Is he Tom Brady? No. Mm-hmm. But he, like, he is the guy to me that you can build your franchise around. It's a complete guesswork, though. I mean, it really is. That's the thing. The guy's played two games. You know, two complete games. And, uh... Or yeah, two complete games, not a third. He played two complete games, and he looked great in the easiest, most quarterback-friendly system in the NFL. It's a great place to go. He's got all the skill. He's got all the potential. I'm not taking that away from Jimmy Garoppolo, but you don't know how someone's going to perform outside of this system because when we have seen it happen before, it hasn't been that great. But to me, it's not like everyone's all about, and of course the performance is a big part because you got to go out there and play. Mm -hmm. But to me, it's mostly about what's up here. And I'm not talking about intelligence on the field. One of the biggest things that everyone says, and I'm comparing him to Tom Brady only because he's in that same system. Mm -hmm. The biggest thing, and Bill Belichick even said this when asked about Tom Brady, and he kept talking about how he studies the game so much and he's so, like, ready for games to where he said you can't come into a film session without knowing everything because he's like, you'll throw in, oh, they won't do that. Like, they don't do that. And Tom Brady will pull out something from three years ago and say, well, actually, they have done this. Mm -hmm. Here's when they did it. And I'm not saying Garoppolo is going to be exactly like that, but I feel like. Feel like. But we've seen it in two games. Mm -hmm. Do you think his preparation was good in those two games? Yeah, I think he did well in those two games. I 
I think, I think that, that no one has also seen any tape on Jimmy Garoppolo in J- those two games. That's a big part. I will say after you see tape, mm-hmm. you get to learn a little bit about him. But the big thing for me in a quarterback that I look for is how does he prepare for the game mm-hmm. based on the games that we saw. I would be happy with Jimmy Garoppolo if my team traded for him because I would be confident that Jimmy Garoppolo would prepare for each game yeah. and has the ability to lead my team. It mm-hmm. would just be, let's get fucking pieces around now, him. I will say that if, if the Bears acquire Jimmy Garoppolo, no matter what it takes, at the quarterback position, I'm happiest with him. I can dislike the trade all I want, but I am happy with Jimmy him, Garoppolo. Take him over to Sean Watson, over Trubisky. Yep. I would take him over, over any of the Kirk options. Cousins, I would take him over Tony Romo. Over Tony uh, Romo. Because that's one that people also want to have another, come to Chicago. Another Eastern Illinois guy. Exactly. Uh, maybe Sean Payton will come and play. I don't know. <laughs> maybe uh, Coach. Maybe, maybe Ryan John Pace Fox will do it. Fired. He's from Eastern Illinois, I believe, as well. Um, uh, I don't actually know that for a fact. I read it Who? on Twitter. Uh, Ryan Pace, okay. the GM. I don't know. Read it on Twitter. I'm not going to look it up, even though I got a computer in front of me. Uh, <laughs> but the thing for me is just like, yes, I would love to have Jimmy Grapple because I think he's the best option out there. I just don't think he's the sure thing that a lot of people are saying right now. Um, Ryan Pace did go to Eastern Illinois. There we go. Twitter doesn't lie. So uh, not in this case. Um, but yeah, it's just I don't think it's the sure thing that people say. And that's why I'm saying the Bears, they need a safety. They need a safety so damn badly. Mm-hmm. They could use that defensive tackle as well, but they need a safety so, you're, so badly. So you're thinking either Hooker or Adams at three. That's what I want. And I am not personally, I'm not the GM of the, of the Bears, but I'm personally not willing to let go of the opportunity to pretty much be well, guaranteed to get one of those two guys. And that's why with this number three pick, um, I I would think the Patriots, like, if you're going to give them a first, of course. Mm-hmm. But with Jimmy Garoppolo, I think the Patriots would even take, like, a second and a fourth. Which I would or do. Or a second, a fourth, and a I fifth would, kind I of a thing. Um, of course, if a team's going to give them a first, they would take it. But just to kind of wrap up the Bears, two options I think they have. You either trade for Jimmy Garoppolo or, to me, avoid a quarterback in the draft in the first round at all costs. You can mm-hmm. take Pat Mahomes. Oh, sure. You can take Pat Mahomes in the second. I don't really rag on people who have been throwing that out in the comment section, but avoid Watson, avoid Trubisky, because if they're going to be anything, they're going to be years. And mm-hmm. John Fox doesn't have that. And I what saw... I would do is go out and mm-hmm. if you don't like Hoyer, you don't like um, Barkley. Barkley. And you don't want Garoppolo. Shaw's technically there too. Go out and get a guy like a veteran, like a Matt Castle. Or just a veteran that it's like we're gonna give him a we're gonna give him a year contract. We're not gonna win a Super Bowl with him. I'd be fine even giving fucking Ryan Fitzpatrick a year contract mm-hmm. just to we're, you're gonna hold us over, and then next year we're gonna get our quarterback because next yeah. year is gonna be Browning. Like it looks like it's gonna be Mayfield, Browning, Darnold. There's going to be mm-hmm. quarterbacks in that first round. And of course, a whole season has to happen yeah. before that, but there are options. The big thing that plays into the Bears is Ryan Pace has time. The GM, it's his job to set the overarch, and he's always in a fight. That position's always in a fight with the head coach because mm-hmm. general manager wants to win over years. Head coach needs to win now. If they don't win yeah. next year, Ryan Pace can keep his job, John Fox. Won't. And for Ryan Pace, I mean, it's not the answer anybody wants to hear except for Mike Rankin, but Jay Cutler's still on the team. 
trade his ass. Get rid you of can. Him. Well, I don't think you're going to trade him for anything. But you can leave him on the team. I would take so. I would take a money ball situation. Just pay for my pay for my team soda for the entire year. I hope that the the Bears are getting free soda. That's I hope what I would get for like Jay Cutler. And I know you hate Jay Cutler, but I'm just saying. If you're going to be saying that this year is basically a wash anyways next year, we're just building up the team around the guy, Jay Cutler is a fine stop. Jay yeah. Cut- Jay- you just sit around. The reason why I say no is because I think that— Because you hate him. Well, no. It's you because everyone is exhausted. Like, the whole city of Chicago mm-hmm. is exhausted oh, with I don't Jay d- Cutler. I don't disagree with that. To where it's mm-hmm. it's just one of those things where— But Ryan Pace can do it. Ryan Pace can survive that. John Fox— this is exactly what your point was. That's John thing. Fox wouldn't survive it. Yeah. Ryan Pace can. Yeah. And that's the whole thing. The second team I wanted to bring up was the Browns. They're looking for a quarterback. Yep. They could trade. I was thinking like more so like I said a second and a fourth, but really if like the Patriots if the Patriots really go, you know, we want a first. The Browns are in to me the best position cuz they could take Miles Garrett number 1, get their defense and then say, "Fuck it." Let's just trade the let's trade the number twelve pick and package some stuff to get Jimmy G. There's our quarterback. Yeah, the thing about the Browns is I really wish they would just give Cody Kessler a year. I do. He had some good I would take Garoppolo over Kessler though. I mean, I don't know. I think they're both fairly unproven to be honest. Uh, although gonna, one's from put, USC, you're gonna put Garoppolo on the same level as Cody Kessler. Cody Kessler's played more games, like really, than Garoppolo has. Like Cody really, Kessler actually has four. Garoppolo, I'm sorry, Garoppolo three, looked better in two than Kessler looked the entire year. Kessler has three games with over 100 quarterback rating, and I understand that that uh, uh, what's his name Garoppolo has two mm-hmm. as well, two out of two. I'm not taking that away from him. But I don't he think two, he played. A but here's the thing: Cardinal Cody Kessler is on the Browns. That's the end of the video, guys. <laughs> he is on the Browns, and he got some good games up there. I think you give him some pieces; it's at least worth seeing what you can do with him. Don't waste your draft mm-hmm. picks on trading for somebody. You have someone who maybe is worth something, and if he's not good. Then you're picking in the top next year, anyways, and you can get one of those good quarterbacks that you love so much. I, to me, it's a hard thing. Like Jimmy you, Garoppolo will not be successful in Cleveland. See, and any that's, more than Cody Kessler thing. will. I don't want to say one way or another. I don't want to say that yes, he will, but mm-hmm. I don't want to say he won't because it's one of the things with me where I look at Jimmy Garoppolo and I look at, and this goes way back to me when I studied his film. For our channel when we started doing the film breakdowns, which we're going to start very soon here on Most Valuable Podcasts. I got Deshaun Watson for my first one. I think you've got Deshaun Kaiser. Yep. So we got the Deshaun boys. Uh, yeah, that's right. For the film breakdowns here. But, I mean, I love, like, the thing I loved about his film, and it actually confused me that somebody in the comment section of Mike Rankin's video said he didn't. But mm-hmm. coming out of Eastern Illinois, I was impressed with, he, he had a good flick and could just, Flick the ball right out of that pocket yeah. and get it into the air. And the thing that I look at with Jimmy G now in the NFL is basically he's had, what, how many years? What, three years now mm-hmm. to kind of absorb that Patriot kind of culture. And it's where it's that thing where when you build that thing for three years and he's under Tom Brady, I'm not saying Tom Brady's showing him what to do. Because he's not. But Jimmy Garoppolo looks like a guy that's like, hey, I'm going to learn from the best in the game. Mm-hmm. He's the GOAT. 
why not do what Brady does? If Garoppolo gets traded to another team, it's not like, well, I'm on a new team. Guess I can't do what I was doing. Mm -hmm. He's going to obviously do it. And in three years, starting to build that habit to where I think that everyone's kind of, and this is across the board, I just think there's a lot of, hate towards Jimmy Garoppolo. It might not be hate. I don't think it's well I would say it's just really like downplaying where be, it's like I think the big thing for for me is that there are so many people that are in your boat of he's the answer. One hundred percent without doubt do whatever you can go get well, him. I'm not and saying then a lot 100%, of people but I'm saying if my team yeah, traded for him but, I would if the Vikings traded for mm-hmm. him tomorrow I'd be happy. For sure. Uh but there's a lot of people that are saying and we have Sam Bradford. You do and I'm Impressed that he did as well as he did last year. I didn't expect that out of him. Uh, mostly because I thought he was going to be injured by like game uh, five. My bold prediction was right. He played every game. And uh, <laughs> I think that people are so sold on Jimmy Garoppolo mm-hmm. and so that he is the correct answer. And like I said, I think he's the best option out there. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that teams should trade their first round picks for him. Um, but that because so many people are so far on this mm-hmm. side that people are going to bounce back to this side of it and be let like, me, no, no, I'm going to hate on him, even if they don't really hate on him, let just me, to let counter me throw, it. Let me throw this one out at you. Mm-hmm. And this is a team that obviously we're going to talk about next here on the podcast. What if it's a team like the Cardinals, where obviously they don't have as late of a draft pick as we assumed that they would have. Mm-hmm. I mean... Like a Chiefs or something like yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the people in that range are not going to trade for the court. Like, the two I look at, the one well, in the that Houston range... Texans good. The Texans. Yeah. They could trade for them. I mean, um, Dan Graziano from ESPN, I think in his crystal ball prediction, said Tony Romo mm-hmm. to the Texans. But why not, like, the Cardinal? I know 13 is mm-hmm. right by 12, and you're probably like, well, Ricky... You're probably sitting there saying, well, you know, it's pretty much like the Browns. But I look at the Cardinals, depending on what happens with um, Carson Palmer, and yeah. then the Texans. Because they've got a late enough pick to where they can say, you know what, screw it. Let's just trade the 25 and like a fifth mm-hmm. or like a sixth for Garoppolo. Yeah, which isn't – it's close enough to a second to where I'm not totally against it for sure. Um this is never going to happen in a million years because it's in the AFC and it's a rival, and I don't think Big Ben's mm-hmm. actually retiring well, as much as people they are traded, rumoring it. Um, they worked a deal with, didn't they give Ryan Mallett to the Texans when Ryan Mallett was traded? Oh, I was going with Pittsburgh. Oh, I was going with the Texans. Yeah, if Big Ben, because people are pulling was, the rumors of Big Ben actually retiring. I was thinking I was thinking that in my head. I thought you were talking about the yeah, Texans but with Mallett. I also think the Mallett thing was the Patriots wanted to get rid of Mallett. Yeah. They don't necessarily want to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. They just kind of don't have a choice. They got to get something out of him. He otherwise he's just going to walk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that's the thing people are saying in comment sections as well. I, I know on Mike's video of um, the behind the pen where they were like, "Well, why would if he's really that good? Why is Bill Belichick getting rid of him? Well, his hand is forced well, because." They believe that they have at least three more years out of Brady, mm-hmm. and they only have one more year of Jimmy Garoppolo. And here's, they got to do something to get something out of him. And here's another thing, and I want to see what the people in the comment section think. Chris Carter came on the herd today, and he mentioned that the Patriots think in their minds that they have just as good as a quarterback in Jacoby Brisket or Brisket, 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 whatever it is. You guys know I fucked that up. Brisket, all the time. you know, like the breakfast. Yeah, Brisket. Or Brissett, like it is. 
Um, they think they have a quality backup in him at number three. So it's one of those things where we can trade Garoppolo because we have a backup at three, a guy mm-hmm. who, if Brady, if something happens to Brady, we have a guy that we're confident in, even in the kind of third string spot. I mean, even you know Edelman probably can play quarterback, right? He could. Yeah, he could. He's had a, th- a few throws. Yeah, yes. He, uh, he was a quarterback in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here's my thing for for this is because uh, I know I was playing opposite to Ricky in this one. Um, like I said. I would be thrilled as a Chicago Bears fan to have Jimmy Garoppolo on this team, even though I I would have some cautious uh, optimism about it. Mm-hmm. Is uh, I'm not I'm not gonna be completely sold. We traded for a stud who just came out of a Pro Bowl in Jay Cutler, and we don't have much to show for See, it. See, but that's like I think you can't compare it. I think it's a perfect comparison. I don't think it is at all because Jay mm-hmm. Cutler has proven that this, but not when he was out of Denver. In this, Denver, he came off of the best career, our best season he's had in his career. But I'm saying is, we've seen now that the but preparation we, yeah, okay. wasn't there. Hindsight is twenty twenty. We don't know that. We don't know shit about next year for Jimmy Garoppolo. And also, the thing is, I look at the systems mm-hmm. and a guy soaking in a like soaking in the knowledge of a Patriot system, is a lot better than coming from a Denver. For sure. People thought Matt Flynn was going to be great, too. Mm-hmm. And he didn't learn shit from Aaron Rodgers, apparently. I mean, let's be honest. At Green Bay, like, Green, there is no culture, no system in the NFL that comes close to the Patriots. They're in a league of their own. Yeah, when I don't com- think Green Bay's that far from it, When though. it comes to that cult, yeah, well, Green Bay, it's all about, like, they're all building in-house. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying. People thought Matt Flynn was going to be great. Mm-hmm. He lost his job to a rookie drafted in the third round. Well, Russell Wilson did turn out to be one of the one of the top ten quarterbacks in the league. He did, but people thought Matt Flynn was going to be. Sometimes teams make mistakes, Mark. <laughs> Sometimes they do, Ricky. Sometimes I, they do. I just, to me, and this is one of those things where I think Jimmy mm-hmm. Garoppolo, like, I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is comparable to, like, a Matt Flynn or a Jay Cutler. I just I don't, don't see, think so. I don't see how you can say that because the guys had two games. We had a full season of Jay Cutler that we saw. And he looked like he was the next big thing. Matt Flynn lit up the Detroit Lions. Literally every time he's played the Detroit Lions, lights them up. And another thing, and this is maybe because it's Bears fans commenting on Mike's videos. Mm -hmm. I think that Bears fans are a little scared of the quarterback position. Because we don't know what the fuck we're doing with it. Because you haven't had a a really successful quarterback in a long time. Well, Sid Luckman. Yeah. In a long time. <laughs> That's like, it. let's put it this uh-huh. way. I was listening to Cap and Company last week, and um, he was asking, like, oh, when's the last time the Bears drafted a high quarterback? It was Jim McMahon, right? And then, like, five minutes later, oh, just got something on Twitter, forgot about Cade McNown. Where I'm sitting in my car going, yeah, you don't, don't remember Cade McNown? First There's overall. There's a reason. First overall, Cade McNown? What was, what was, uh, what was Jim Harbaugh? He was an early pick, too, right? I think so. Um, Rex Grossman was seventh, I think, or maybe twelve. Because Rex Grossman was in Not the sure. Rex Grossman was in the draft where you guys drafted like those two or three um, Florida guys. Mm-hmm. Um, he was twenty second overall. Good for him in two thousand and three. And uh, oh no, not as high as I thought. Twenty six for Jim Harbaugh. You guys had the most selections in the uh, twenty three draft as well. Way to go, Bears. No, I mean— Yeah, you guys selected Michael Hayes mm-hmm. out of Penn State at 14, Rex Grossman at 22. Um, that was the Tillman-Briggs draft. 
Good times. Um, I thought you guys had Justin Gage. Oh, yeah, Tron LaFlavor. And I want to say, oh, there was one more Florida guy, I thought. Oh, I thought there was three. There was only two. Mm -hmm. I just want, you know, my, my big thing, because I'm a bit of a hater in this video, is mm -hmm. I, I just, much so. the, the thing I want to say is just that people who are so sure, I think that they're just, they're being a little bit uh, hopeful. And I don't blame it, but I just think it's, I think you're being a little foolish to say 100% this is great. Uh, I think that we need to just pump the brakes and say, yes. There is good potential here, but let's see what happens because there's been good potential for a lot of quarterbacks, and it hasn't worked a lot of times. I And the thing I come back with is I think he's a piece. Is he going to be mm -hmm. Tom Brady? No. Is he going to be Aaron Rodgers? Probably not. But he's a piece you yeah. can build around. I'd, and mm -hmm. what is the most important position in the NFL's quarterback? I, I wonder how many times um, – and maybe people can think of more than I can. How many times one of these trades, quarterback-related trades, actually works out? Alex Smith is the only one I can think of in recent memory, besides well, Drew Brees. Do you count Eli for Rivers? No. that's a That one doesn't count. That was basically two teams drafting each other's quarterbacks. I guess. Uh, Drew Brees worked out, but that uh -huh. was injury-related and freaks, freak accidents. Um, Peyton Manning was kind of like a trade. And that was a that was a free agency thing. Move. Yeah, but the Colts let him go so he could sign with whoever he wanted. Yeah, um, Alex Smith didn't bring them the success they expected this year. They're still a good team, though. They are still a good team. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of quarterbacks that have moved via trade, and I just can't think of any in my head. The, of course, everyone. Someone in the comments is going to say Castle. Well, Castle, but Carson Palmer Brad, got traded to Oakland, and it didn't and work didn't out. work. But then you got to Bradford's Arizona. potential. Bradford has potential in, uh, he had a good, in he had Minnesota. A good first season. Yeah. Um, Brett Favre. Brett Favre. I I want to say okay. I want to say Brett Favre only because let like I don't count the Jet year only because the only reason that happened mm -hmm. was because Brett Favre wanted to go to the Vikings, but the Packers wouldn't trade him to a divisional team, so that's why he went to the Jets. Went to the Jets, showed his penis, then he went still, to the Vikings. And he still had a good year with the Jets, so I'd, I'd throw Brett Favre in there. Had a good season with the Jets, even though I don't Although think they I made think the, the playoffs. The only difference in that case, potentially, it would be the fact that— He's a legend. We know who Brett Favre was. He's yeah. a legend. Yeah. And then he went to the NFC Championship game and ran into a bunch of cheaters down there in the bayou. But uh, let us know down below what you guys think. The one thing that we didn't mention is the Patriots could just keep him, so— there's that option as well. Let us know down below. They don't have to trade them yet either. They can trade them towards the trade deadline. They don't even have to trade sure. them by the I don't draft. see what the point of that would but be. You'd be wasting a lot of potential there. Let us know down below in the comment section what you guys think. Where's Jimmy Garoppolo going or is he staying with the New England Patriots? And finally, Mark, we're going to move into our last topic, NFL Draft here on the podcast. And we're talking about the Arizona Cardinals. And I am sorry to Cardinal fans. On the podcast anniversary, I am just giving you one more jab of that kiss of death to end the season. I'm sorry I gave that to you guys. I really thought you guys were going to be playing the Patriots and winning over the Patriots in Super Bowl Lee. Guess I was wrong. I'll uh, get someone new next time. But what we're talking about here on the podcast is quarterbacks. We're always talking quarterbacks when it comes to the draft, it seems like. Yep. And the Cardinals could be in for a new one because Brandon Swanson shared on Twitter 
last week after we had recorded the onside kick for last week that um, Pro Football Talk reported that Carson Palmer pulled his kids out of school and moved out of Arizona. So, uh, Mark, I almost called you Brandon. Mark, I'm going to ask you this. Is Carson Palmer not going to be a Cardinal next year? Is he going to retire? And are the Cardinals going to look for a quarterback at number 13th overall in the draft? Well, they're in a good spot to get a quarterback um, because that 13th overall pick, I really do think that people will actually kind of hold off on drafting one of those quarterbacks. Unless there's one of these trades where people start moving back up. Uh, I do think that they will kind of hold off a little bit. Uh, Carson Palmer, with this move and, and pulling his children out, whatever the hell it might mean, um, I, I think that, sure, it's certainly a sign that he could be done, but I think that sign's been there for a little while now. Uh, if it is, I don't necessarily, if he's going to retire, I don't necessarily see what he's waiting for to to say it. Just go ahead and make that announcement. Um, it's not like your team did anything that great to where there's much to come back for. He's 37 years old. Uh, when you want to take a look at Carson Palmer, he had some great years, of course, in Cincinnati, down years in Oakland, came back with Arizona, uh, hasn't ever really played at the level he's played at, at Arizona before. I mean, this was completely new for him. But at the same time, 37 years old, I don't know if he, he's got it in him to do more. I mean, not everybody can be Tom Brady who says mm-hmm. he's going to play till he's 80. So, <laughs> I thought it was 100 now. It could be. I thought he's playing until 100 now. It could be. He's got to get more rings. Uh, so he got to hit 20, bro. I don't know. 20. I, I find it hard to speculate on this just because, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's hard to say when one of these guys are going to call it. Uh, but... If they if he does, I think the Cardinals are in a great position to I to get one have, of these guys. They have to. If he calls it, he, they have to. And right now, Unless they can get Jimmy Garoppolo in my mock draft. That's your guy. I mentioned this. I said they could do one of three things. One, they can draft a solid number two corner to pair up with Patrick Peter or Patrick Peterson. I want to call him Patrick Patterson? Mixing the NBA and NFL guys. Patrick Peterson. They could two. Draft a quarterback to take over for veteran Carson Palmer. Or three, they could draft a solid inside linebacker. And I immediately said, since Carson Palmer is officially still a Cardinal, they're not going with option two. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to see my mock draft. It's going to be out later this week. By the time this is up on YouTube, it may be up. For blog talk, if you're listening later this week, my mock draft will be up. I just got to finish tinkering some things. But, yeah, if, if he's on the roster, they're not going to go quarterback. But well, as soon as, like, if he says, no, I'm done, or if they get closer to the draft and think, you know what, he's probably going to walk, they might end up having to say, fuck it, we have to. The thing to think about, though, is if they like one of these top guys, it, whether him. it's Watson, Kaiser, Trubisky, uh, I do say just take him because, like I said, Palmer's 37 years old. Uh, he hasn't won you a Super Bowl yet. Is he going to do it? Potentially. You know, next year, who knows? Maybe they can win the Super Bowl next year. But he's not getting any younger. Mm-hmm. He could retire at any time, and you got to have one of these guys. You What you don't want is what you have right now of Carson Palmer saying, hey, guys, I'm done, and you're going, shit, now we don't have a quarterback. 
all right, let's go to the draft and hope we get something. Paxton Lynch in uh-huh. Denver, mm-hmm. you know, where he wasn't ready uh, and really was not ready. So that's what you can't let happen. But we just talked about uh, Jimmy Garoppolo for so long. Here's a great spot for Jimmy Garoppolo to go in that case if they a wanted to. Team. Yeah, if they want to do the not draft route and they mm-hmm. want to say, you know what, we'll get that corner and then mm-hmm. let's trade a second and fourth and fifth, whatever it might be, for Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, if they have more faith in him, if they don't love Watson, if they don't love Kaiser, whatever mm-hmm. it might be, that might be the better route to go for the Cardinals. Well, and one of the things that I do look, when I look at my mock draft, not to give out any huge kind of spoilers, but I will say this. Until the Cardinal pick, only one quarterback went in front of the Cardinals, and it was Mitch Trubisky. So in my mock draft, they could take Deshaun Watson at 13. However, they didn't because Carson Palmer is, like I said, still officially a Cardinal. But, I mean, to me, this is the same situation that we've talked about with these quarterbacks. Of At 13, I think the biggest need for the Cardinals is and I'm probably playing my hand here, but uh, is inside linebacker. Like, I think a guy like Reuben Foster, if he's there, go ahead and take him. Intent. But uh, mm-hmm. he's the guy I take. Like, the thing on defense, like, I want a strong middle linebacker here if I can think I can get, like, a Pat Mahomes or depending on how a – um a Webb Davis uh, or Davis Webb, uh, the guy out of Cal, or a Nate Peterson, mm-hmm. Peterman, or if any of the quarterbacks I think I can get second or third, go ahead and just take the defensive guy, take the linebacker at 13. Yeah, but the problem you have in that case, if Palmer does retire, is that then Drew Staten is your is your starting quarterback. And you've already gone down that road. You know how that plays out, and it's not that well. So... You're kind of stuck in that case unless you're, you know, maybe Hoyer leaves the Bears and he's a decent stopgap, although not that much better than Drew Stanton. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, whatever that kind of gap quarterback might be, a Christian Ponder or something like that. Uh, It's This is the worst case scenario you want to be in, the surprise retirement. Although, really, uh, the Cardinals should have been preparing for this for a while. And Davis Webb, that was the name I was looking for, guy at a cow. I think that the the Arizona Cardinals, you know, they really should have been preparing for this a little bit more uh, than they seemingly have been because, you know, just simple age. You know, not everybody can be Tom Brady. Not everybody could can you be imagine, Peyton Manning. Could you imagine Fitz Magic in a Cardinal uniform? I mean, it would basically be the same thing that he had in New York. I'm like, hey, I got weapons. Look at this. I got people I can throw the ball to. Except Michael Floyd because now he, he won a ring. Yeah, he, he got would. a ring. He uh, was drinking and driving and got rewarded for it with a Super Bowl yeah, ring. Yeah, got a ring. Yeah. Uh, Aggressively got a ring. Yeah, look at that, NFL. Uh, good job. So, um, the yeah, so I don't know. It's I feel bad for Larry Fitzgerald is what it comes down to. That's I, I say it all the time. He's the most loyal guy. Uh, very similar to Calvin Johnson. Very loyal. Sticking with his team. The best thing that his team has really had in pretty much ever and isn't going to get anything to show for it. Absolutely nothing to show for it. Besides well, his, uh, you know, I guess, fame in the area. And the one thing I had to look at is uh, Larry Fitzpatrick, or Larry Fitzgerald, 
God, messing up names now. It's is, late. Uh, it's a late night. He won the Walter Payton Award this year. It was him and Eli, right? Mm-hmm. It was him, Eli, and then I feel bad Greg Olson didn't get to win. Yeah, well, you know what? You should have stayed in Chicago. <laughs> Even though it wasn't his choice. Uh, he should have stayed in Chicago. Should have made it happen. But they were named co-winners of uh, the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. Well, they just wanted to put Eli out there on the field that, uh, you know. For Super Bowl. For, for Tom Brady. Pay- Goodell's like, let's get Eli out there. Anything. Get Eli out there. Maybe he'll rub his magic off. It's like the uh, the guy from Mallrats, the 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 bald dad where he's like, get him out there. He's got like the walkie-talkie. Go, go. When they're doing their like show thing. You yeah, I see Mallrats? Oh, no, I get what you mean, but that's such a just random reference to make, well, especially guys, within Mallrats. There's so many more. There's so many better references you can you make. You guys don't like Mallrats? Like, what reference would you make? Well, to this situation, there's nothing that works, and I don't <laughs> think that situation really works either. I just think when people are talking about Mallrats, they're talking about, you know, the utility belt of dildos. <laughs> they're talking about the uh, Wolverine with the claws. They're the talking about the magic. Pretzels. Chocolate, chocolate pretzels. pretzels, of course. Uh, you know, Busting in on who's the who's the chick that they keep busting in on and they keep seeing her changing. Oh, um, I, don't, I don't remember. But uh, or the the three nipples. Yeah. You ask if I've seen Mallrats. <laughs> I've seen Mallrats. I, I detest uh, Mark's knowledge there, but kind of this is going to be the shortest probably segment mm-hmm. of the podcast. Just to end it clean and simple is you are now drafting. Congratulations, Mark. You're the GM of the Arizona Cardinals. All right. 13 pick rolls day. around, and you go where? What position? Do what? I know if Carson Palmer is retiring or not? Um, what do I know? What's my amount of knowledge? You know what you know right now. I know what I know right now. Uh, every quarterback on the board? Sure. All right. If every quarterback's on the board, yeah, I'll draft a quarterback. What if Mitch Trubisky's off the board? I will still draft a quarterback. What if the top two are off the board? Um, would you take Deshaun Kaiser at 13 is basically what I'm no, saying. No, I wouldn't. Would you trade back well, to Well, you know what, actually, Deshaun I would Kaiser probably later. put Kaiser over Trubisky. Um, then would you take Trubisky at 13? No, I would not. Would you trade back to accumulate picks and maybe get Trubisky? I'd think about it. It had to, it had to be a good deal. Ruben Foster, that's who I'm picking. Go in, if you know Carson Palmer's on your roster, you go... With that inside linebacker, at this point, if Carson Palmer retires beforehand, you're handcuffed. You got to go with the quarterback position when it comes to that. But I want to thank you guys for either watching the onside kick or listening here on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, and Stitcher. I want you guys to leave me a comment down below. Kind of, uh, what would you do if you were the Cardinals? Would you draft a quarterback, inside linebacker, corner? Is there a different position? You think the Cardinals need to hit. Go follow us on Twitter at TheMarkWeber, at Ricky Widmer, at Most Valuable Pod. Make sure to check out patreon.com backslash Most Valuable Podcast. You like what we're doing here and you want to see the production value go up, make sure to check that out. $1 gets you an exclusive Patreon podcast each and every month. want to thank you guys one more time for listening and watching. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.